Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. Um, listen, if, if you guys are going to make fun of me because I don't know who Nick Suzuki is, because I'm not totally up on my hockey, I'm like, I'm pressed for no, it. No. I, I, I want uh, the Boiling Point audience to understand what I have to go through just because I don't know hockey as well as you do, Dave. Greg, it's David Suzuki's son. <laughs> he, he's, he's, he's this great player for the Habs, and uh, he's had quite quite playoff and I think he's a rookie, is he not, Andy? Uh, second year, maybe, I think. But okay. he has become my new favorite player. Love oh, that. Okay, Love okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I to watch him in this. The, what's, the, what's the guy? Is it Caulfield? Is, yeah. They're, what's neat about it, Greg, is they're, they're not very big guys playing in a, you know, relatively, it's, a, you know, it's, it's not the big man game it used to be, but, but it's neat to see smaller players um, that are just so talented and just to be able to play in a really physical series against, you know, these big men. And uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun nice. to watch. Okay. Well, that, that, that's great. And, and, and for, for, for our listeners, uh, uh, our, our good friend, Andy Clark, who uh, we're interviewing today, uh, his, his name on the zoom came up as Nick Suzuki. And I just said it was a great name. And then uh, the yeah. shock and awe was there that I didn't know who he was, but I, what a cool story. I love that. You know, um, when, um, so there, another story about that is, is um, my oldest child, Liam, he's got this hair that's just, it's like, it's like everywhere. Like it's like, and I remember I had a mullet and all that kind of stuff when I, when I could grow hair, right? I'm wearing a hat now. And, it, and so we've been bugging him about just cutting his hair a little bit, you know what I mean? Cause it just, and then they, I don't know, it's just this, this thing that kids do now and they straighten it a certain way and you know, whatever. And I said, you know, I was saying to Marilyn, let's just let it go. And then I'm starting to look at him like, dude, you got to cut your hair, man. Like this is getting out of control. <laughs> you got to send me a picture. So the, oh, he, I will. So then he, he, um, he, <laughs> we're driving somewhere and in, it was uh, last when the, the hats are playing the jets. So they, they got through the Leafs and then they went on to the, Jets, I think is how it, yeah. the progression, right? And um, and then uh, he said, I will shave my head, Dad, if the Habs win the cup. And now he's not looking uh-huh. like after last night's overtime game. He's like, uh-huh. he comes into my comes into my room like early in the morning before school. He goes, Can we can we change that bet, Dad? Because <laughs> now he's getting worried, right? Because he thinks he might. And I on my only response to him when he says that, I go, yeah <laughs> he's like, he doesn't think it's funny anymore uh, uh, awesome. and then but so andy clark um clarky consulting clarky is probably a nickname that you got playing hockey or something you got it yeah, yeah i knew it i knew it and, and andy just before we get started are you a planet hatch right now where are you i am yeah good, I, I, it's so funny good like, eye, Greg. like like i i don't even know what it is i think it's literally the angle of the room you're in because i've filmed in that very breakout room before Okay. It, yeah. And I see a little bit of green out there somewhere. So yeah, yeah, geez, yeah. there we go. Yeah. <laughs> well, Andy, it's so good to have you on here, man. And uh, what uh, what what a treat to to hear what you're up to uh, during your next phase of your your uh, your working life, man. Because like, yeah. you're uh, with a really progressive uh, accounting firm for a very long time, and uh, 
Uh, and in fact, I was on a podcast. Uh, I was on the other side of the microphone with a podcast with you guys uh, back quite some time. I think Dave was as well, actually. And uh, and here we are now. And you've got a new a new gig going on. You're helping companies, um, you know, get uh, get tight. And let, let's hear it. Let's hear what well, Andy actually, let me get, like. I really wanted Andy to come on because I want guests, uh, listeners, sorry, to hear 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 a little bit of what he's doing. Um, I met Andy when he was practicing law um and uh and doing that whole grind and uh i kind of kind of thought maybe the billable hour isn't like your isn't really your your long-term game plan andy it was kind of like sense you have a little bit of an entrepreneurial streak um and so so over the years got to know him and and i was he has a, a great blog um that comes out i don't know probably every month or so and if you're a business owner especially like a kind of smaller medium business owner um it's really helpful stuff so I, so I actually hired Andy to, to do some work with me in vision coaching um, and help us set a, a three-year, one-year, and 30-day um, goals or you know, kind of a plan, like a planning session, but set some goals. But, but, you know, when people set goals and, you know, with coaches, he set a lot of goals, he's got it broken down in a really interesting way. And the impact, uh, well, he has, he has things like he's, he, he suggests you get profit goals, impact goals, and enjoyment goals. And... And the impact goals uh, for me were so important. And what it's done for me um, in terms of the business is like I've, I've, I've far exceeded what I was expecting to do. And Greg threw me off there because all of a sudden I saw him as a, a boat owner. He had a picture. But now I can't hear him. Sorry, guys. I, uh, I lost my internet there for a moment. That was oh. very odd. Very odd. Yeah. So anyway, I was, I was I just, just giving kudos, kudos to Andy. Um, and, and some of the success we've had in the last, uh, I guess, seven, eight months um, as a result of some of the work. So I wanted to get him on one because I've been telling people about it. Um, and I really think it's important. Um, and it's a neat kind of methodology he has, uh, whether you're a business owner or not. And it's really around you know, the goals you're setting and, then, and, and the building blocks you use. And I'm using all the right language, eh, Andy. You are. Uh... I'm a convert. So, but over to yeah. you, Andy. Like, sorry, I'm just, I'm, t- I'm stealing your thunder here. But keep I just, going. You're doing a better job <laughs> than I could do. I'm just, I'm just really, and I want to talk specifically about um, when we get to it. But just that whole idea of like, um, you know, the impact goals and enjoyment goals and how important they are, um, and how I realized I was chasing the wrong goals um, through this process. So, um, even at my my, you know, with the gray beard and stuff, I'm, man, I'm learning a lot. So anyways, I learned, I learned through this process and I've really enjoyed it. And, and, and Andy continues to keep me accountable, which is really great. So, but, um, how, so what, what made you get going, like, you know, kind of even put this, this methodology together, get out and wanted to help small business and medium business owners. I know you do more than that, but, but that's a big driver of your business, I believe. Yeah, it sure is. Um, like you say, I did practice law for 10 years and you were right to, to have um, surmised that it wasn't really, I don't think why I was put on this planet. I love lawyers, have a lot of respect for lawyers, um, just but the business model, at least the way that I was practicing, it wasn't really for me long term. So I made that decision about 10 years ago. That, let's go in a different direction. Um, you talk about an entrepreneurial streak. I So when I left law, I... Uh, I, I joined, I became sort of an operations business development kind of growth person for a wellness uh, business. And uh, 
And I learned a lot about the wellness industry through that. And even when I was practicing law, I was really into, you know, into, you know, what is health? Where does it come from? What are the things that you can do to set yourself up for success from a health and wellness perspective? And so I actually had this great idea or so I thought was to try to sell wellness to lawyers. So I actually incorporated a company and still my company name, my, my legal name is called Wellness Lawyer, Wellness Lawyer. Nice. And I thought, uh, I'm going to sell wellness to lawyers. I'm going to transform this industry. Uh, and I chased that down for a couple of years. I got in front of enough people in, you know, in Canada, USA, uh, and everyone told me it was such a great idea, and, and, but it just it didn't work. And uh, so I, I was unsuccessful in, uh, in changing the, the, the legal landscape and the, and the business model for lawyers. But that was kind of my first real run at entrepreneurship. And I learned a lot through, as most entrepreneurs do, through, through failure. Um, um, but for the most of the last 10 years, I've been kind of in operations roles in, in various businesses uh, with the accounting firm you mentioned, Greg, um, in, in the wellness industry that I mentioned. And, um, and I found that's what, sort of what I'm naturally good at is um, how, do I take, um, how do I take a vision um, that an entrepreneur has and how can I help them achieve that vision? And what I've learned, um, we've talked about this, I think, um, Dave, is that, you know, the skill sets that make for a great entrepreneur aren't necessarily the skill sets that make for uh, achieving results. Um, in other words, what makes for great entrepreneurs, at least what I have seen, is, you know, they're risk takers, they're dreamers, they have lots of great ideas, um, but they're not generally great at execution on those great ideas or at saying no to some great ideas or not right now to some great ideas. Um, and uh, they might end up at a place that they weren't trying to get to. Um, so, uh, you know, part of life and, you know, you, you do this Dave with your coaching is, is helping people sort of recognize what they're good at and what they're not good at. And, and really what I found is that I'm good at helping a business owner uh, achieve more of the results that they want and hopefully a little bit faster because I, I, I'm good at, maybe this is my legal training, whatever it is, but I'm good at seeing what the end result is and then reverse engineering that to, to how are we going to get there? What are the, what do we need to do? What are the potential pitfalls? How are we going to overcome those? So, um, and so I did that for like 10 years for, for, for various business owners and entrepreneurs. And, um, uh, but what I learned through that process was that, you know, those were businesses that the first one was a business that was trying to get to a million bucks. Uh, the second one was a business that's trying to get to, let's say, 10 million bucks. So there are different challenges when you're at those different ranges. But in both cases, they had the resources to have me on board. What about businesses that don't have maybe the resources to have someone like me on board? How can we help those business owners um, sort of systematize this process of executing on on their strategy so that's sort of how i came across this idea of how can we build this framework that i can introduce to a business owner and kind of train them on it but that then i can leave and it's by the time i leave it's kind of systematized in their business whether they like it or not <laughs> right and so that's kind of the genesis of what i call the the whole pie uh, management system and the pie, as Dave alluded to, is profit, impact, and enjoyment. And we can talk a little bit more about that if, if you guys like. 
well, let's let's jump into it. I I I, I love the the pie uh, acronym is perfect. And having so, the whole pie, you know, and yeah, this, yeah, this yeah. whole idea, like, and well, guys, Annie's going to talk about it now, but it's, it just makes so much sense. You could be a highly profitable company, but if you're not having, and you know, yeah, how how important impact is to you, Greg? If you're not having impact, you're not you're not feeling it, right? Or if you're not you might be profitable and have some impact, but you're not enjoying it, you know? So, so he, he, so the, and I think, I think the very, just the very act of helping a business or anyone actually, but a, but a business owner um, just stop and actually set some goals, mm-hmm. especially if you're trying to set, you know, it kind of ten, in, in a few different areas, like this, this idea of the pie um, is in itself really valuable, but then, but then there's more to it. And then you'll tell you about that, but, how did you come up with like the whole uh, the whole like concept of pie? Yeah, it was just really around what like what are we trying to accomplish? Like when you sit back at the end of the day, what are we uh, you know as people and as business owners? Like what are we trying to accomplish? Um, and and sort of my model and my um, sort of philosophy around it doesn't resonate with everybody, and that's okay. But like for me, it's you know it's these three areas. It's like the money part. Like if you're in business, you need to make money. Like that's what it's, that's like, let's not hide the fact that, you know, you guys are business owners, you need to be profitable or you're going to cease to exist. So um, super important. Um, The impact part of it is, you know, what I would call the kind of the non-financial goals that you'd have in your business. An impact uh, can be, a number of different things. It's sort of, it's how the business owner describes or defines impact for themselves. And it could be, you know, it could be changing the world. It could be curing cancer. It could be saving the planet. It, uh, but it also could be, how do I make, a, 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 how do I make things better for my employees? How do I th- make things better for my uh, customers? How do I make things better for my community? And that can be writing checks. It can be volunteering. It can be, um, you know, it can be measuring the satisfaction of your employees to make sure that, you know, they're, they're having a, um, a great experience as being part of your business. It's measuring the satisfaction of your clients. You know, um, we're all in business to make our clients' lives better in some way. And so if you, let's measure that. Are we, in fact, succeeding in making our clients' lives better? So the impact side is let, let's, let's, let's build some goals around that. Like, what do we want to, like, who do we want to impact and how do we want to do it? And let's set some goals around it. And then the third one, which I, you know, in many ways is, is most important is let's have, let's enjoy the process of doing this. Uh, and I think that one really gets left behind and, you know, being a business owner is it's difficult, right? Particularly a small business owner where you don't have a ton of resources. You're always, you know, strapped for, for, or not always, but in many cases you're strapped for resources. Um, And so you end up doing maybe more things than you actually should be doing. Um, You are doing things you don't like doing because they need to be done. And maybe you either can't afford to hire someone to do them, or you don't think, you know, you're afraid to delegate or there's all those things that, that, um, that crop up. But at the end of the day, if you're not enjoying the process of building your business, I think you need to step back and say, uh, what do I need to do here to change so that I can start enjoying the process of building this business? And similarly with profit and impact, you set goals around that. So, okay, well, what does enjoyment look like in my business? Like, how will I enjoy it more? What do I want to do? Do I want to take more time off? Uh, do I want to, um, you know, do I want to have more socials with my team? 
Um, uh, or another way to look at it is what, what, what's one or, one or two things that are really frustrating me in my business? And if I can solve those frustrations, then sort of by definition, I'm going to enjoy my business a lot more. So there's a lot of different ways you can come at the enjoyment part. But I find that if you structure your goal setting in those three areas, you know, you're going you're gonna to hit the most important things. And then it's about going out and executing on that. And there's a whole, there's a whole part of the system around accountability and how do you actually uh, make sure that you, you stay accountable to what you, uh, uh, to those goals and to your plan. And so that ultimately you get those results in those three areas of your business. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. Four Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at Four Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. That's awesome, Andy. And um, so how do you work with, let's say, uh, you know, a, a million or two million dollar or less company what what does your engagement look like and it sounds it sounds like it gets to a point of automation which is awesome for the entrepreneur uh it sounds like that's a point where you move on to whatever your next uh client is but yeah I, I, how, how much time are you working with uh, like what's what's the process yeah so it, it so the starting point is okay what's your capacity as a business owner right like where um uh and most business owners don't have much capacity. They recognize there's a problem, but they don't have a whole lot of time. So step one is uh, how do we create more time for you, right? We do a stop, a stop doing exercise where we figure out where you may be spending time where you don't need to be spending time. What, what can you be delegating? What, do you, what can you cut out of your day? So how can we carve out some time? Um, and then it's, it's some business owners will want to like, say, let's do this, like, let's take a weekend or let's do this in a week or, you know, a couple of days this week, a couple of days next week, and let's just plow through the, the system so that we can implement it more regularly though. It's like a three months type engagement where we would get together once a week for about 90 minutes, uh, and sort of stepwise bite-sized chunks and slowly, uh, train the business owner in the system and slowly implement it. So it's less overwhelming. Um, and, uh, and at the end of three months, we're at a point where the system, the, the systems are in place, that accountability structure is in place so that uh, I make sure that either I, I become that ongoing accountability partner, or I make sure that people, somebody else in their business or a leadership team, they keep each other accountable to the plan and to the system that we've set up. Is that, does that kind of answer? Oh, a hundred percent. So it, it really does feel um, like you're 
in uh, the world, Dave's world, if you will, like in the, in the coaching world with a system that you've, that you're helping to integrate. So that, that clarifies it really well. That's, uh, that's, that's fantastic. How's it going so far, Andy, uh, as, as far as the, the approach and, uh, and the feedback and cause yeah. a, a couple of years now in, or where, where are we at now for like yeah, the pandemic I'm... has warped my sense of time. Oh, I know. So. Totally. Yeah. I mean, so I've been, uh, even the roles that I mentioned earlier have all been consulting roles, but they've just been sort of long-term full-time consulting. So the actual consulting business has been going for about 10 years. Um, the, the whole pie system is something that I created literally in the first like couple of months of pandemic life, um, where we all sort of had that extra time to sort of, um, well, I shouldn't say we all had extra time, uh, um, I, I ended up having some extra time just given the nature of my business. Uh, I'm sure a lot of business owners had uh, just the opposite. They're scrambling to try to, to stay in business. But I, I took a step back and, uh, and sort of collected, you know, what, what, you know, what is it that I, how, how do I bring value? What is it that I know? What is it that I've learned? And how can we package this in a way like I've just described in some kind of easily digestible framework that can be implemented in, pretty much any small business. And so, so the sh- uh, short answer to your question, it's been, a, it's been about, you know, a year and a half since we've rolled out the, uh, the whole pie system. Feedback's been great. Um, I think people really like um, the framework um, and just some of the terminology, like you mentioned, Dave, uh, particularly where there's leadership teams are involved, they can all use, start to use the same language. Um, there's a lot of uh, there's about 20 different tools actually in the whole system um, that um, that the business owners and the leadership teams use and implement in their into their business. Um, and what I found is that uh, some of the tools are uh, uh, each client that I've worked with enjoys some of the tools more than others. In other words, some of the tools really hit on a pain point and help them solve that. Um, for, for example, I have a, a key data tracker. So part of the process is, you know, uh, given what you want to accomplish, what are the KPIs, what are the metrics, um, what, what are the data points that we really want to measure to make sure that we're on track to achieving, achieving those goals. And then you build out a, a one-page key data tracker uh, that you, you populate every week. Um, sounds simple. Not a lot of business owners do that. And if there's one tool more than any of that business owners say, wow, this is awesome. This really forces me to keep a pulse on my business every single week. That's the one that they point to. The, if, um, you know, Greg, I'll just give you an, a kind of tangible example of how, and, and so I, so, um, I would have been one of those guys that are people that Andy would go in. It's more like 90 day, no, sorry, 90 minute chunks works better for me because I just, I actually, to be honest, I felt exhausted after the night. It's because you're thinking like, you're trying, you're really trying to think of like, okay, what I know is, that feeling. You know <laughs> what I mean? And like, and, and more like I've always like the profit one was kind of pretty easy, you know, because, and I, and I'll just, for, this is a, just an inch. I found really interesting experience. The impact ones goals were, you know, was, was, I thought easy, but then, then uh, and the value of having someone a sounding board like Andy was um, you know at one point Andy you said you know I, so one of the impact measurements we have is like how many leaders you want to we want to touch like you know exposed to coaching and 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 um, you know so I've got a metric around that um, and and then what you heard me say a few times Andy was geez you've talked about how much 
you enjoy keeping this roster of coaches busy and um, you know, how, how much I enjoy, um, you know, introducing a client to a coach, you know, and, and hearing the impact that's having. So, so it was, so it became clear, clear to me, but that I actually want to support more coaches delivering more coaching to, to the leaders. Right. So those two impact goals. And I, I was like surprised at like how, how motivating that is for me. Right. Actually. And then guess what happens if I do that and I'm successful with the numbers I put, the profit looks pretty good because it naturally happens. Right. But for years I've been chasing that revenue number and I'm not really super motivated by money. I like, I like money to do what I want to do, but I don't need gobs. Like, I know it's just not like you talk to my family, you know, like I'm sure we've talked about this before. I think I mentioned this to Danny, um, but my parents would just be like, I was a kid, they go, Dave, like, you know, you know, you get checks for Christmas and stuff. And they would find the checks two years later that you can't, you can't cash. They go, Dave, why don't you just cash them? Right. And so I was the guy that when I needed money, I go to my little brother and borrow it. And he charged me two bucks of interest and in every 10 bucks I borrow or whatever. Right. He always had the money. Because so, he cashed your checks. <laughs> he probably cashed them, right? But but I but it's just like just not a care in the world. So knowing that about yourself is probably important. So you know, like so it's a little bit embarrassing to say, but the revenue number is not hugely motivating to me. But so but that was the value of going through it. And then I mentioned to you earlier about, you know, we got this hot tub and the sauna and all you know the stuff we put into our house. Well, that was part of my enjoyment goal. So, if, you know, if we're, if we're doing pretty good, we can start making investments in a gym and all these sorts of things. And then starting to see them, you know, tangibly show up. And so, you know, that's a, that's a result. So, you know, the, I feel like the whole pie is starting to happen a little bit. Nice. That's I awesome. I, yeah. I, I share that story because it's just a real example. Cause sometimes we talk about what we do and it's like kind of a conceptual thing, but I like, I'm just, these are really happy. Yeah. And, and awesome. what um, it's, it's kind of neat us also just knowing the whole coach approach, Dave, that, uh, that you're always be wary of a coach who doesn't uh, have his own coach. So it, it sounds like you, uh, you engaged Andy for, uh, for a season and uh, you're seeing, uh, you're, you're seeing the fruits. Yeah. Like true. And I know Andy's not a, a certified coach, but he is a coach. He takes a coach approach. And that is so true. Beware of the coach who has no coach. Like you, you, it is hard to coach yourself through this stuff, folks. Like it really <laughs> helps when someone says, you know, I'm hearing your thing. It's like, Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, actually that would be an important thing to do. To do you know, I'm like, and, and then, and then like in any coaching uh, kind of scenario, you go, also, why didn't I think of that myself? But the problem is you're, you're, you, it's when you're with ruminating in your, in your brain um, is some, that verbal processing can be so helpful and just that mirror that, you know, and, and feedback. Andy, what's the best way for our listeners to uh, engage and, uh, and uh, be in touch and, and, and do some work with you. <laughs> and, yeah, that, and, that, and that might, might still be me one of these, one of these days. We'll, we'll keep on chatting uh, after I get a few current projects off the table. Yeah. No, uh... <laughs> So I can be found at, uh, at Clarkie Consulting. It's Clarkie is IE at the end. Uh, you could Google the whole pie system and you should be able to find my stuff. There's a blog like Dave mentioned, uh, comes out a couple times a month. Uh, really targeted to, you know, when I'm thinking about who I'm writing for it's, uh, and who I'm serving, it's, it's you know, it's small business owner uh, and their leadership team. I mean, that's, that's who I'm trying to help because I just have such massive respect for for business owners, like literally, um, I've mentioned before, like, I'm not, I don't feel like, I mean, I have my consulting business, but I, I really don't see myself as, uh, as having that entrepreneurial DNA. 
And so I really respect the people that do, that are going out, they're kind of in the arena and, you know, they're creating jobs and they're making things happen like both you guys are. So I, um, that's what I want to serve. That's what I want to help. Like, if you think about, if you think about, you know, if you can help an entrepreneur or a business owner, you know, make a little bit more money, make a, you know, create a little bit more impact and enjoy the process of that even a little bit more. I mean, that's a good day, right? Like that is, to me, that's the impact that I want to make. Um, so that's what I'm up to. You can find me, you know, reach out and let's, let's have a chat. And I'd, re I'd really encourage people to get, if, if this is, if they, you find this sort of thing interesting, our conversation day, the blog is, yeah, really, really well done. And you, you've been blogging for years. I know I've been, you know, follow, I, the wellness lawyer I followed and I was, I was rooting for you, but I was like, I was in, you know, coming from a family of lawyers, like I'm like, uh, yeah, they can't, they can't even get, they can't like, and I'm going to pick on lawyers here. I love lawyers too. And I got a lot of good friends, but I mean, billable hour is just so yeah. antiquated. Like what you got to start by getting rid of Terrible <laughs> business model, but they, they'll hang on. Yeah. Until the cows come until, home. until another uh, global pandemic forces a change. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't, I think it'll be more than that. So, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but, but, but uh, and I and then I'm talking about you know there's all the people on the sidelines that are that are totally open that but that's that would have been a tough go but I, thanks for thanks for sharing the whole pie system Andy thanks for helping me and I I really wanted to promote you so uh, um, just you know I'll I'll write your te the testimonial after you can just point people to this this podcast awesome yeah no look guys thanks a lot for having me on keep doing what you're doing I love the bowling point uh, I love how you're promoting you know, our little corner of the world to, to all your listeners. So keep, keep up the good work. You know, every episode, I really do feel a little bit more connected to the hockey world. So you guys are all preparing me to have a normal conversation one of these days. So yeah. I appreciate you guys for that. You should, come, you should come over tonight and watch the game. Watch the game. Go Habs, uh, go. Go, go Habs. Habs. Go. I can do that. Go Habs. See you guys. Right. <laughs> See you guys. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling. Hey listeners, I'm Christy and I'm Melissa and this is Buried Motives where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back and that is a disturbing view into the mind of a murderer in such a dirtbag. Yeah, that's not even strong enough words. This is totally a recipe for disaster and not to justify whatever is going to happen, but you can totally understand and see how this would be in the works. If you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100% because we're not even close to getting to the end yet. But you can just see this pattern and all this kind of stuff developing in her, which is what we're here for. We're digging deep. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirt bags that live among us and the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. <laughs>